Spring is in full bloom. Are your finances? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can build credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments, all with no annual fees or interest. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of the Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, what's going on, man? Derek, we are back at our friends at Addie's Wine and Liquor, and we have a wonderful guest that is going to tell us all about their entire life and their <laughs> what she calls her three babies. So we'll start with introductions, and then we'll jump right into who you are and what you're all about. Perfect. Well, hey, guys. How's how it going? Very good. I am Claudia Hoiser. Thanks for having me on. And I can't wait to tell you about my whole life. Yeah. I mean, you had, uh, so far, so much go on and something very recent. So do you want to talk about what just like released literally three days ago at this point? Sure. Because I'm just bursting. (laughs) So excited to finally be talking about this. I just had my debut album come out. It's called Red Lights Turning Green. And I've got a little copy of it here so you guys can check it out. Um, We have been working on this for quite some time. Feels like a lifetime, but then again, it almost feels like we just got started on it now that it's here and in my hands. Um, but we started working on this um, probably four to five years ago. Wow. And during the time it took to come up with this album, all these other things started happening, which prolonged the process. But we just kept writing and recording and things kept getting better and better. And then we had some other things happen that pushed pushed stuff out. But by the time this album came through, now we have all of this to talk about and all of these exciting things going on. So it's just been one big party lately. But (laughs) yes, this just came out on June 25th. And I'm so excited to share it with everybody. Red Light's Turning Green. Where can people find it? They can find it everywhere you can stream music. Um, Spotify I love to point people towards that because we're trying to get everybody to add it to their Spotify playlist as much as possible. But Apple Music, YouTube, we're doing lyric videos on YouTube for all the songs Mm. and slowly but surely releasing those as the uh, days kind of go on here after the rollout. So that's exciting. So music was first before everything else. Well, yeah, that that's how it started. Like I have just been singing my whole life. I always love to sing always knew I'd be doing it in some way, shape, or form, but kind of thought it was going to be more of just a hobby for me. I always separated the idea of singing and a real job. Sure. So I just figured I'd go off after college and get my big girl job, and then when I had some time on the weekends, I'd be recording YouTube videos in my bedroom and just hoping that some people would follow along. But while I was at school, um, 
I was introduced to, actually it was over the summer. I came home from school for a summer and I was introduced to my now manager and producer and uh, things just kind of took a turn. I ended up doing my internship for school at the music studio. Oh, sweet. And so where I was getting away with fulfilling my communication credits, we were also writing songs that ended up being placed in films on Netflix and... um, Oh my gosh, it was crazy. We put together a little girl group really early on as part of my internship, and it was a girl country group. And eventually, um, I'm still singing with one of the girls now. She's singing with me too. And it just kind of took a turn and started legitimizing the fact that we could write and kind of it mattered in the beginning. We had these placements coming in and then commercials, and then we had a demo that ended up in the hands of a country music program director, um, Big Dog Country. Really? That's near my hometown, but he ended up with one of our demos and loved it. It wasn't even done yet, and he asked if he could play it on the station. And we were like, we're not going to tell you not to play (laughs) our rough mix song on your station, but I was freaking out because it wasn't done. And he was like, you know, I think this song is fresh, and even though it might not be done to you, People might might dig this one. So he took a song of ours very early on in 2017 called No Matter What It Costs and played it on the radio. And people called in about the song, just unprompted. I didn't know when they were going to play it, so it wasn't me calling it. Sure, yeah, really. Because <laughs> I probably would have tried something like that early on. And uh, people called in, and he gave us a call a couple days later and said, you know, I got some phones on this one. And we're like, well, what does that mean? That's like radio talk. You know, we were so new to this. I had nothing to do with radio beforehand. And my manager knew a thing or two, but we've been learning as we go. And um, he said, you know, people don't call the radio station unless they're going to win concert tickets Mm -hmm. anymore or a car or something crazy like that. So when people called in to ask who the artist was and what the song was, and they were asking if it was the new Sheryl Crow record and stuff like that, it was crazy. Um, He just thought that was pretty incredible and we were freaking out too of course and he said i would just like that to add this to my regular rotation if you guys don't mind and i'm like oh yeah twist my arm (laughs) (laughs) so he went ahead and put it on his playlist and then we started making a few extra calls and sooner than later it ended up on about 35 other stations across the u.s and We started visiting radio stations, and we had no album or anything like that. We just had this rough mix demo. And that's the first thing the station started asking us, like, do you have a CD? Mm -hmm. And we're like, well, we don't today, but give us a couple weeks. And so we really dug in at the studio early on and put together our closest rough mixed songs that we thought had the most potential to uh, you know, make a little bit of a splash. They sure. they weren't done by any means. Like they, we hadn't been able to spend as much time on them as we wanted to. But when it came down to, do we put it out there and go visit radio stations, or sit back and kind of perfect it? We didn't want to waste time doing that. So was that nerve wracking though? Taking that step to be like, yeah, just run with this copy that I'm not comfortable with. It was, you know, it got to a point where we were comfortable with it enough. Sure. Like, I, I loved it. I thought, you know, this is the coolest thing I've ever done. I had never recorded like this in my life. So I was happy to um, 
to put these songs out. But it's funny to see now over the years how much I didn't know how much we could grow mm -hmm. and how great it could get. So to have this here now and uh, be able to have spent the time really hunkering down in the studio the last you know, 10 months and finishing this up the way that it was supposed to be done in the first place. It's been amazing. Mm -hmm. So, so in that whole thing, you mentioned your hometown. So where is that? I'm from Fairport, Fairport, New York. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So for those that don't know, that's just outside of Rochester, correct? Right. Perfect. Right. So other question, you had to basically figure out how you were going to get a CD done mm -hmm. and the demand was there. Mm -hmm. So what was that experience for you to basically prep yourself physically to sustain the duration needed in the studio to make it possible? Well, there's two cases. Are you talking about the first, the EP we put out early on for the radio stations when they were like, okay, we need something now, or this one? Because both were very... <laughs> well, we'll start stories. with the radio. Okay, we'll talk with the radio. So, well, we had... We had a pretty good, well, what we did early on was when we were writing, we were actually recording on the spot. Like we were sitting in there writing the songs and having the microphones going and just kind of sussing it out and figuring out, okay, we love this sound, let's throw it down. And, um, oh, we, we should change that lyric, let's fix it now. So we were doing things kind of on the spot early on to kind of catch that magic. And a lot of it stuck. And when we try to go back and replace or re-record or um, maybe the guitar idea was there but the tone wasn't and we'd try to go back in and fix that up, it was almost like the early magic we had in the first capturing of it was better. Just sure. something about it. Maybe it wasn't the tone we were thinking we'd get, but something about that feeling in the part was better. And so we ran with a lot of it just by knowing that it felt right. So it was definitely a learning curve, though, trying to figure that stuff out because um, we had to figure out our process along the way. And um, I record in a way that's really different than most people. And it's probably due to the fact that we were in such a time crunch. Mm -hmm. I'm just sitting in the studio in the control room with no headphones on. Really? And we keep the... Um, we keep the speakers at a really low volume so there's no bleed and I just kind of sing along right in there where most people would be in a separate oops sorry most people would be in a separate room sure, with headphones yeah. on and um, I think it was just part of me learning my sound and being right there in the control room and um, my manager and my co-writer and I same person Tony Gross um, we were working out my vocal approach and things like that. And it just helped me to be right in the room. So those are definitely things that while we were recording the EP, I was figuring out along the way. Is there a recovery period or in between takes for lack of better terms, where you're just crushing honey and <laughs> drinking tea? Like, you know, it happened over an amount of time that I didn't have to do anything crazy like that. Gotcha. The thing, the things that, uh, start to get a little crazy where I'm like, okay, I might need a little recovery period is after we started working with the full band and taking the show out and doing real shows. And, you know, that's a lot different than an acoustic style show. Oh, sure. And so my voice has definitely gotten stronger over the years. And now we're ready to take this thing out. We just had a full band show. Um, we played a festival weekend with Travis Tritt in mm. Leroy uh, on June 25th. So it was actually my birthday, my co-writer's birthday, the album release, and this 
this festival weekend at Jamath Ridge. So it was a crazy week last week. Well, happy belated birthday. <laughs> Thank to you. Yeah, Thank you awesome. so much. That's a huge deal because that's a large name yeah, yeah. to work with. There's also a, you probably know her, Jill. She's also from Buffalo mm-hmm. and she moved down to Nashville and she was also involved in that show. Awesome. Free shout out. But awesome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's her last name? I'll, I'll get with you after because okay. I don't want to on camera butcher it. No, so no I'll worries. let you read it. <laughs> we'll, we'll check <laughs> but, it out. Yeah. That sounds good. So did we really even talk about what style of music you do? Well, it's absolutely country music. Yeah. And that's a whole nother thing being from upstate New York. Mm-hmm. So, okay. This is a, a widely discussed topic. We haven't really gotten in, into it yet. I love country. I grew up listening to country. That's a lot of my life. Mm-hmm. However, there's a difference between country music and Western pop. Mm-hmm. And that's what I call it. Because mm-hmm. what you hear on like our local 106.5 is not necessarily what it used to be right. when we were younger by exactly. any means. So like the old school George Strait, like old school mm-hmm. before alcohol became a thing with Toby Keith and then like Alan Jackson, those people, that's yes. what I always grew up with as understanding is country music. Mm-hmm. And then now like Luke Combs, I, you know, I'm, I'm okay with, but like Kane Brown, Florida Georgia line, I struggle there. Yeah. And I think that's my line. How do you feel? Well, and, I and where enjoy would you put it. yourself? I enjoy it all. I really do. I okay. love the modern country. Um, over the last few years, we've been doing a classic country cover once a week. We call it Hoiser Country Monday. Where on Facebook, we do these covers of these classic songs. Like you're talking about, we've done Alan Jackson, Johnny Cash, and um, Dolly Parton, Loretta Lynn. And that has really shown me so much appreciation for this old school sound, which... Um, when I was younger, you know, I did grow up listening to 90s country, of course, and my grandparents were always pushing the old timey country. Mm-hmm. And me and my sister would be like, oh my God, turn off the twangy banjo music. I don't want to hear one more nitty gritty dirt band song. Oh my God. <laughs> and now that I'm older, I'm like, okay, thank God they played me all those songs because that's what stuck. That's what, when I get some free time and I just want to turn on the radio, that's what I'm listening mm-hmm. to. So I would say that I am smack dab in the middle. Like I'm pulling from these organic country sounds and very storytelling, storytelling driven. Yeah, like um, you're going down the Chattahoochee. Yeah. Oh, there we go, Chattahoochee. Yeah. <laughs> so everything, the lyrics matter so much. It's all about the song. It's all about making sure the story makes sense mm-hmm. for us. And pulling in, we're only using real instruments and no auto tune at all. Um, it's been very cool to be able to do that because I know that a lot of people in my situation, they go down to the studio, mm-hmm. they're in there for like one weekend, and then it's all fixed up at the end of the day. Sure. And that's that's it, and that's what you have. And I've been able to be in there every single step of the way, just kind of crafting the sound and figuring it out as we go. And it really does have a lot of old school country elements to it. Whereas I'm hoping that the modern country listeners will gravitate towards it because it does have some youthful mm-hmm. character to it. You know, it's got, I've got my whiskey in one of the songs <laughs> and they're all true stories that have happened either to me or my friends and it's relevant. And, um, I don't know. I think it fits with modern country radio and pulls from those organic roots, which you kind of see a divide right now in country music where 
there's a whole bunch of new young listeners that are leaning more towards that real sound. Mm -hmm. And that's where we fall. Yeah. That's incredible. Thank you. So your other baby, (laughs) you're, you're producing a lot of things, right? So you're tired. So (laughs) yes, but there's coffee for that. Yes. So that's basically the perfect segue. Where did this whole thing start? This started almost, I could even say that the coffee started before the music because I've been drinking coffee since I was like a little kid. My grandma would sneak it into my sippy cup with, of course, lots of milk. So anybody listening out there that's freaking out (laughs) that I was a child drinking coffee, I had lots of creamer in there. But yes, there was a little coffee in my sippy cup when I went to grandma's house. And when I started visiting the music studio for the very first time, uh, my manager had this thing going on at the studio called the GFI Espresso Club. Hmm. So it's called GFI Studios. And I was a huge coffee lover. So when he was telling me about the GFI Espresso Club, I'm like, hmm, that sounds like a club I want to be a part of. So we never did anything at the studio without a pot of espresso or a pot of coffee before everything. And the GFI Espresso Club was basically that people, the idea that people came together in the studio and made music and memories over pots of coffee. And I was like, this is the ship I want to be on. Like, put me there. So coffee's just been one of our things from the very beginning. And these videos that I told you about, the Hoiser Country Monday videos mm-hmm. we've been doing once a week, um, we tied them all together by putting a vintage espresso pot in all of the videos oh, on cool. Facebook. And then they went viral. Hmm. So we've had over 120 million views on the series on Facebook, and they all have a little coffee pot in them. So people picked up on this like really early. We would hide them. So it was almost like a Where's Waldo for people to come and be like, where's the coffee pot? Yeah, I got to give my manager the credit for that one. He's like, let's keep putting the coffee pot in there. I'm like, people are going to get sick of seeing the coffee pot. But then it became (laughs) like this really cool thing. And if I didn't have one in there that was very obvious, people would be like, where's the coffee? Mm -hmm. And so people started to rightfully so associate me with coffee and I was out playing a show one night and pretty close to home. It was in Irondequoit, New York, uh, a little place called Titus Tavern. Awesome spot. And the owner of the bar came up to me and said, hey, I've been following along with your videos. I've seen the coffee pot. What is this all about? I told him how much we love coffee. Never do anything without it. It's just one of our things. Seriously, can't find me without some nearby. I have a water bottle here today. It's got iced coffee in it. (laughs) (laughs) You would never know, but it's got iced coffee in it. So anyways, I told him how much I love it, yada, yada, yada. And he went to the back of the bar and was talking to Tony the rest of the night. And I could see them just scheming in the corner of the bar. I'm like, what's going on? I could barely focus on the words because, you know, when just somebody's talking about you and you're like, okay, what's up? What's and you going can tell on? because they're like oddly peering at you. Yeah, yeah. like I see them looking at me every once in a while. I'm like, what's going on? So the end of the night comes around and Tony and the owner of the bar, whose name is Bucky Montrois, they come up to me and Bucky says, you know, aside from owning this bar, I've been in the coffee business my whole life. And it's family run and, you know, I'm really hands-on. And after hearing your story, I got to thinking, how would you like to come up with your own blend to offer to your followers? 
your own blended coffee. Mm-hmm. We got to try to figure That's out so how we cool. can do that. Yeah, I no, was really, like, what? what? <laughs> that is the coolest thing ever. I'm so, so jealous. Yeah, it was crazy. I'm like, okay, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard, but I don't believe you. Because right. people sure. say stuff like that all the time. Like, oh, I've got a friend who blah, right. blah, blah. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. I'm never going to meet that person. And then it really came true. The next week, he was coming out to the studio with beans from all over the world, different roasting thing, devices, grinders I've never seen before. Um, and we got to actually pick out our own special blend of coffee. That's wild. Did you like flip out yes. when all of that was around you? Because that's literally been your life since you were little. And it then was it's crazy. all there. Yeah. And it was just something like I never saw coming and something I also never thought, you know, I would get to do. And it was so much cooler than like, it's not like I just put my name on a perfume or something. Right. It was like, we got to be so hands-on and t- taste test everything. And at first when I found out I was going to like design the bag and stuff, I was kind of like, let's just put something in there. My God, let's get this going. And then when I realized everybody's going to see my name and my face and then try this stuff. Right. It can't just be average. It has to be something that one, I could drink forever mm-hmm. and never get sick of. I can't be caught dead with a Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks <laughs> right, yeah, or seriously. <laughs> and um, so we took our sweet time really taste testing like everything. It took a while to get mm-hmm. a perfect blend going. But when we finally found this roast, um, it's like we call it an artisan roast. It's got Tanzanian pea berry beans in it. It's so smooth. It doesn't stick on your tongue. It's um, really nice like acidity-wise mm-hmm. and just love it. So we did all the coffee snobbing so that nobody else would have to, and go. they would just hopefully enjoy this. What is your palate normally <clears throat> like? Before you created your own, what did you go to? Either whether it was like tar- Starbucks or Tim Hortons mm-hmm. or Folgers, Maxwell House. Like, what was your go-to before that? Well, to be honest, I'm somebody who really likes to try new things all the time, cool. and that's where I thought I was going to run into a hang-up because I was like, I can't get sick of it. I would try something, you know, I would be the customer that would go to the store and just grab a new bag Mm because it looked cool and hope for the best. And then if it was bad, I'd just grab a different one. And then that was really what I was keeping in mind when I was taste testing everything, was making sure I was not going to get sick and want to try something else. Sure. And I still haven't. It's been like two years, and I'm totally good with it every single time. (laughs) Never want to try anything else. How do you drink it? Um, my favorite way is just regular old school drip, nice coffee drip, you know, hot. I love to throw ice in it with a little cream and pretty, pretty basic. But my, um, the grind is actually perfect for a French press. Okay. So for people that love to French press, this is it. Does it come whole bean or grounded? It does it both. Okay. So we have whole bean ground and decaf. And the cool thing about it was I thought this was just going to be something for the merch table that sold out and it was going to be like a t-shirt and then that would be it. And we just kind of, the coffee would be done. But it was the people that ordered this stuff. Um, It started shipping into over 15 countries and it went into all the tops grocery stores and I was. Just, I'm still blown That's away so by wild. it. It's the craziest thing. So, so we have a reason to go to Tops now. Right? Yeah. Yes, now you have a reason. That's so cool. <laughs> it's been awesome. So the yeah. coffee's huge. Yeah. Favorite way is just regular drip and iced and 
you can make some pretty mean like mocha frappuccino things with it too <laughs> if you want to get fancy with it sure absolutely i mean to me french press is fancy oh, yeah. and to other people it it's just like a way to make coffee it is and like you know when people were stuck inside um i think people got a lot more experimental and we started seeing like whole bean mm-hmm. go up whereas before it was like ground all well, the way well you had time to make it and then all of a sudden it's like oh people have time to like play and sit around and take pictures of their french presses and put them on instagram <laughs> and i'm like this is perfect for me so it's fun to see the war between whole bean and ground people um because i just like to i like to see who's out there and who's drinking it and how they like to enjoy it so i tell everybody to tag me hoiser country on instagram and claudia hoiser on instagram with their coffee pictures there you go mm-hmm. um so are you you said that you get tired of flavors quickly are yeah. you thinking about doing another type of blend or are you sticking with this or is that not on the table yet because well, you literally are swamped with everything for the buffalo happy hour i'll give you a little Ooh. inside scoop so we are <laughs> taste testing different flavors because this is just an original sure. this is like the go-to never get sick of um but we are taste testing some flavors right now and possibly wait i'm looking for the i'm looking for the eyes of approval here okay we're (laughs) hoping that in the next few months or i don't know exactly how long so i'm not going to give you a good time frame but we have designed and been working on k-cups so nice for the k-cup people that's huge there's no time frame because it just gives her more time to taste Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We're not going to rush the process. I can't We're rush the process. The it's got to be great because if one thing I've learned is that there's a chance it could really stick around. Mm-hmm. So well, I've yeah. got to just make sure it's right. Yeah. I mean, that goes with the album too. And like your music career and now this is like, it was kind of just an idea and now it just exploded. Right. How do you balance both? I mean, we won't, we're not even we're at not the whiskey yet, yet, but these two, like, how do you even balance what your priorities are for? Because both of them are equal success. Yeah. I, I think that the only reason I'm able to pull it off is because I truly care. Mm-hmm. Like, I really care that this coffee is delicious and amazing and that people are appreciating the brand and following along and telling me about their coffee moments and that ties in so well to the music. Like people will message me and be like, good morning, I'm sitting here drinking my coffee, listening to Red Lights Turning Green, and we're having a picnic later and blah, blah, blah. So it's all about just creating moments and memories and um, like with parts of Hoiser Country. So whether it's the music or the coffee, I'm there for it, like all the way. That's Um, awesome. And I think that's the only way I've been able to prioritize and, the fact that they go hand in hand, mm-hmm. like, you know, I can be drinking coffee while I'm doing all the music stuff and it just, it just works out really well. There's that. But I also think you have the right mindset going into each endeavor out of the three children that you have. <laughs> Thank AKA you. Three products, because <laughs> I think now in the last, I don't know, I would say like five years, it actually started to take off, but there's so much more focus on supporting local and then supporting quality. Yeah. So, yeah. Especially in our area, mm-hmm. and even all the way across to Albany, people are literally saying, if they're local, I'll give you a mortgage payment mm-hmm. and just buy everything right. you're doing. I'll give you the time of day and mm-hmm. I, I'll care. And then you're approaching it with, yeah, it could, it could be sustainable. It could be around a while. Obviously, I'm passionate about it. However, mm-hmm. if it's good quality, it'll actually work and be worth it. Right. So there's that business aspect, but then also just the personal aspect 
behind it. And that's what basically enhances it to make it that much more relatable because you're not forgetting like what you're about and then where you're from, which is huge, mm-hmm. especially now. Right. I, like I've had people come up to me and be like, oh, you're Claudia Heuser. You're the girl with the coffee. And they didn't know me for the music at all. Sure. And I happened to be like playing there that night. And they're like, wait, you have a coffee. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so it's really cool. I think that it does help is like, I truly, I care about each thing individually. And hopefully it traces back to me and people are gonna know that I'm just hopefully being, I'm very genuine about the whole thing. And, and authentic, right. Um, so that's been, that's been pretty cool. And sure. I think that if I were all just gung-ho about the country music, I mean, there could be people that love coffee, and there's major coffee people out there that might not like country music, mm-hmm. but it's still great coffee. So in that aspect, I'm very, like, I don't know how to say it. I mean, I guess I just I just care that it's quality, sure. and whether you're a coffee person or a country music person, and then hopefully we would get along just fine. There you go. And then now <laughs> to that third aspect of it, which is how we got introduced to you, mm-hmm. is the whiskey. So, yeah, you guys have like another couple hours you can talk about this. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> we mean, would love we to. So what... <sighs> Again, you you have so much going into the country music. You have so much going into the coffee. And then you're like, you know what? Let's just do a whiskey. So what was the thought process behind doing a whiskey in general? And then we'll get to the coffee aspect of it after. Right. Well, once again, just like the coffee, it was not really my idea. Like, I loved coffee, but I didn't say, I want to come up with my own coffee sure. today. So we had some fans out in Idaho and they reached out because they had been following along since the original demo that I told you guys mm-hmm. that landed on country radio by accident. Um, that was 2017. They'd been following along for that amount of time with the music. They started drinking the coffee when that came out. They'd been in touch a little bit. They'd sent some like videos of them um, just hanging out with their friends and listening to the songs. So we'd heard from them a couple times before, just as these fans out there. And they came out of the woodwork about two years ago now. We've been secretly working on this stuff. And they said, we've been following along with the music and drinking the coffee at work. And oh yeah, we have a distillery out here in Idaho and we would love to do something with your coffee if you'd be interested. And I'm like, well, doesn't this (laughs) sound familiar? And it was just one of the coolest things because once again, never saw this coming, Mm -hmm. but once again, I would totally, as long as I loved it and my manager and co-founder of all this stuff loved it, um, and it was something I could really get behind, I was like, yeah, let's try this out. Sure. So we started taste testing and working on the recipe, and at first, it was really strong. I'm not going to lie. I was like, the whiskey was almost or the coffee like was? a moonshine. Oh, okay. You know, what we were trying to put together. And it just, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Let's keep tweaking it. So we went back to the drawing board, added a little Madagascar vanilla bean in there. Um, and our friends out there at Centerfire Distillery in Idaho, um, they've just been amazing at, at crafting it with us mm. from such a far distance. We've never even met in person. Wow. So it's been amazing, and hopefully we're getting out there very soon for a visit um, now that we finally have all of this going on. Um, But this finally came through, and the way that you said you wanted to just get into the coffee in a minute, but I'm going to segue it (laughs) for you. Go for it. So the way that the coffee paired well with the whiskey, it was almost like it went from almost being a moonshine 
with whiskey taste to a vodka with a whiskey taste and to a whiskey, coffee whiskey that just was completely mm. blended, like so smooth. Um, it's 70 proof and you wouldn't even know it, which is can be a little dangerous. It's an after dinner drink, so sure. it's sweet. Um, if you guys, if you guys, have you tasted it? No. Oh my God, we're going to have to break it out. Oh yeah. You can open it right now. We, <laughs> we got, we got the it. AOK to open it. I'm so. going to let you do the oh, honor so I don't do anything that. embarrassing because so I, I already spilled a giant mug of coffee today all over a drum symbol at the studio. And uh, let's just let that be the one spill of the day. So you're at the studio earlier today? I was. Yep. I'm there like every day as long as we're not traveling. And uh, Fair. It's been it's been absolutely crazy. There you go. You guys taste some. How much of this have you had you already? Want to try it? You want to have it? Today? None. Today. None. But you it, taste it. It's okay. I can grow, grab another glass. I have no more glass over there. So <laughs> okay. I keep talking. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Thanks, Derek. Appreciate um, it. You're welcome. Well, during the taste testing process, you know, it seemed like we were tasting a little sample here and there sure. all the time. Just yeah. tweaking, figuring it out, making drinks with it, and trying to figure out the best cocktails we could. Um, but it wasn't until it really came out that I got to fully, like, sit back and have a whole glass of it, which yeah, is so funny. It. Yeah, and it's just been delicious. Every time I bring a bottle of it somewhere, it doesn't last more than five seconds with my friends and um, people tasting it. And the cool thing is it's been um, people that don't like coffee love it. Like, my dad won't go near coffee. And even though I have my own coffee, he he's, like, my biggest supporter. He will not drink the coffee. So it really says something that he will just down a glass of this. Yeah. And being, like, a completely non-coffee drinker. And then non-whiskey drinkers, too. Like, I wasn't a big whiskey girl to begin with. Um now I could say I, I'm like I need to like taste test multiple things and be like okay we got this we got this one which like is which thing. is wild because it literally <laughs> coincides with country music simultaneously right like they're one in the same right but this is a whiskey like I could definitely see a lot of women getting behind yeah um, because it can be like an intimidating thing like for people that don't like the strong like bite that sure. some bourbons have um, and then people that don't love the whole after dinner drink style sweeter whiskeys you can throw a little straight bourbon in there and like fire it up a little yeah i, I like that you point that out that Good it's more an after dinner right. type of drink because we we've talked well, you about whiskey it. boys i gotta like right yeah well we've talked about it up. before is that 70 proof for whiskey is low but for an after dinner drink that you're adding coffee to it and you're just enjoying the process of drinking mm-hmm. a coffee whiskey it's perfect perfect so cheers well cheers thank you I'm super excited for this. Oh my god, it smells so good. You can smell the full coffee beans. So would you say it's coffee first, whiskey second, or whiskey first, coffee second? I would say it's coffee first, whiskey second, but it's really smooth. It's almost hard to put it in a two-step process. That doesn't even make sense. That is very good. You, Yeah. That doesn't make sense that it's 70 proof at all. I know. <laughs> I can see why you said it's dangerous. It, right? It yeah. tastes like... It tastes like iced, iced coffee, coffee. Yeah. that you forgot that was left out on the counter. Right. After, and it's really good with like ice, Two too. hours. Yeah. On the rocks. Two hours. Like, it's still okay. fresh. Mm-hmm. But you kind of left the iced coffee out on the counter, and you're like, oh, I forgot about my coffee. And then you drink it. That's literally what this is. This yeah. is fantastic. Isn't That's really great? smooth. So how many tasting, like, taste tests did you do with them sending things back and forth to try to figure out what is the correct blend? Tony, help me out here. 
quite what, a bit. What would you think? How how yeah, many we could taste testings? It. it was two years in the making. It was two years in the making, but fifty with critical no. instruction and guidance. I mean, they really. They nailed it pretty quick when it came down to it. Once we had an idea for what we were looking for, it was like, okay, we need to back off on the sugar a little bit. Um, mm. It was we wanted it to be sweet to kind of smoothen it out a little bit. My big thing was like, I don't want a girl to taste this and feel like she has to make the face. Sure, yeah, you absolutely. Know? And so, um, but not sweet enough to the point where you're like, oh my gosh, I just drank a melted popsicle. So there was that fine line between like, we didn't want it to go maple syrup, but also didn't want it to be like, set your mouth on fire. Mm -hmm. So somewhere in the middle of that. And I feel like. You nailed it. Thank you. Thank you. I can't wait to try your coffee. Like I got to go find a bag (laughs) of this so I can buy it. How do you brew your coffee? I do whole bean and auto drip. For the most part. At the office, Uh I do. I have a French press, but Mm -hmm. I'm home all the time now, so I just do auto drip. Nice. And, yeah, the the whole bean is just a complete game changer because you get the already grounded or grounded stuff. Grinded? Grounded? Mm -hmm. Grinded? You know what I'm talking about. I know what you mean. You get that already, and then as soon as you open it, it becomes – like if you don't drink it quick enough, which I never have a problem with that, but it becomes stale. Right. So the whole bean, you can just grind it whenever you want, and then you're good to go. Yeah, it's fresh all the time. Exactly. Yeah, I do auto drip, and I'm excited to try this. If it tastes anything like this whiskey. Thank you. Yeah, that's the coolest thing. Like, this is truly, it's not just coffee flavored whiskey. It's not a syrup or something that mm-hmm. tastes like It's really Hoiser Country Blend coffee brewed and barreled with a corn whiskey. And it's just delicious. They did a really so good, good job on that. So, were you involved Thank in you. the label process? I was. This has been a whole nother thing. So, I should have paid more attention in college when I was taking my Photoshop courses. Because um, that is definitely something I had my sorority sisters helping me out with. And now I'm like, why did I do that? I should have like stayed up extra late getting this stuff down. Because the label thing has been a learning curve, to say the least. But, um, I think we just knew we wanted to go with this very kind of rustic, classic appeal. Like, I didn't want it to be too flashy, mm-hmm. but the cool thing was including the copper on the whiskey bottle just to, that. like, spice it up mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, and so my manager and I came up with all of this ourselves and figured it all out. And um, our birthday is both on June 25th, so that's why it says it nice. 25 on there. That's the secret to the label. So why did you decide to call it Drunken Bean? Drunken Bean. Well, just think about kind it. kind of a drunken coffee bean in a way. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of got the point across that it was bean for coffee and drunken because alcohol. Mm-hmm. And then a classic coffee whiskey. We just love that because I think it ties in the fact that our music is a little bit more organic. Um, there's not many coffee whiskeys out there. Right. So there's no. like one other one that I know of um, that I've never even really tried. We've so. only had two on our show. Yeah. Two Total? on our show. Yeah. A coffee That's, whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, one coffee whiskey, and then there was a coffee liqueur, yeah. which mm-hmm. you know, ink yeah. de facto, yeah. but it's fine. How would you compare this to a coffee liqueur? When I want to ask you guys because you've you've had a coffee liqueur a for sure. This is. With this being a whiskey and not a liqueur, it adds that oaky, van- even more vanilla, even though you said that you added the vanilla in mm-hmm. there. And it it tastes more like a drink that you can either have neat or you can have in a cocktail. Mm-hmm. Coffee liqueurs you can't have neat. 
there, there's a sweetness aspect to different um, like distilled beverages that if it's too sweet, you can't have it neat because mm-hmm. it just like really dries you out. Mm-hmm. I think that this is over that line and it's just perfect to have neat or with a cocktail. And we're messes. Yeah. So, we're, I mean, we're total disasters. <laughs> so we've, we've had the liqueur neat because yeah. we do everything neat. Yeah. Like okay. we drink coffee black. Yeah. We drink whiskey and scotch neat. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's hysterical. But for this, I know, because obviously that's going to be on a shelf in my house. So when people come over, they're going to probably add ice. And I'll just be like, okay, whatever. But it's okay because it, then it'll literally okay, be iced coffee. Yeah. Right. I do I do love it with a little ice on there so it's chilled. Um, yeah. But it's our favorite way straight up. But um, that was a whole other process coming up with the cocktails because oh. obviously it does like the coffee cocktails and, um, sure. you know, coffee martini, chocolate martini, caramel, whatever, mocha drizzle, whatever, all that stuff so easily that we were like, what else can we do with this that makes it more like a summer drink um, besides throwing some ice in it and just drinking it straight up and we found that it pairs very well with citrus which is kind of shocking but early on in my studio days i learned during the gfi espresso club (laughs) that you put a little lemon on the rim of your espresso club and it cuts the bitterness of the espresso and so it kind of then started making sense that why this coffee whiskey would taste good with citrus so Makes a very mean, drunken Rita. Margarita. Oh, okay. Throw in a lemon squeeze instead of lime. Triple sec, tequila, drunken bean. Um, Sugar on the rim instead of salt. And it's like a tangy margarita dream. Nice. With coffee flavor. Yeah, with coffee flavor, which sounds so weird, but you just got to trust me. Responsibly. Responsibly. (laughs) Responsibly. And lemonade. Oh, okay. Drunken bean and lemonade. Okay. And I love to do it in a French press because it's like tying, tying in the coffee. All Here these, we go. All these when you guys ways. get When you guys get fancy on your Instagrams, you can take your pictures. You do it in a French press with the ice and then the lemonade and then drunken bean on top and it separates. Okay. And it's like you get to impress everybody with that. Nice. Mm-hmm. So what has it been like promoting this? Because like you said, this wasn't your dream to go out and have a whiskey company that had your name on it. So what was it like promoting it, interacting with people that wanted to try it, and what has been some of the feedback from this? Well, it really took off like crazy. Like I t- like everything else you do. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to say it like that, but it's been out for about five weeks now, and it's already in 140 locations in upstate New York. This is so ridiculous. (laughs) I know. I know. Like, I'm right there with you that I cannot believe this. Just like the coffee. I thought this was going to be a little merch table thing that sold out and it was done with. People really got behind this. And the whiskey has just been speaking for itself. Like, I've been so busy with the album release that I truly haven't done too much with the whiskey Mm -hmm. yet. Like, I can't wait to do podcasts and talk about it because there is such a great story behind it and it is delicious and I think it it just has been speaking for itself so far. So we've done a few um, tastings like we did here at Addie's Mm -hmm. and it's really fun to see people come in and think that they're going to hate it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, mm, no, I'm not a whiskey person or I'm not a coffee person or, oh, I don't do sweet stuff. And then they taste it and they love it. So it's just been kind of turning around on itself and... 
I'm just here for it. I'm so, hoping it just keeps going. <laughs> so to answer your question, she's like, uh, three posts on Instagram yeah, and really. Facebook, and that's basically all I had to well, do. Well, no, I need help with the Hoiser Country Instagram because I'm trying to keep that a little bit separate. Like, I'm Claudia Hoiser, and then the coffee, whiskey, you know, come to a concert, tag the stuff, wear a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. It's Hoiser Country. Okay. So I do have the Hoiser Country Instagram that's growing, and we're hoping to get people following that. So if you're listening out there today, make sure you go follow the Hoiser Country Instagram, too. I'm sure people can see it on these bottles, but can you spell it for the people that aren't watching? Sure, sure. It's Hoiser, H-O-Y-S-E-R. Okay. Country. Awesome. Yeah. Generic spelling. Okay, yeah, the basic yeah. one. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is this is awesome. I can't believe how much you've done. The last Thank you. the last little piece. You said that this matches <laughs> this everything. Is, this is like me and caring so much about the label and every little detail <laughs> that went into this. So once I saw that we picked out the bottle and the glass shape and everything and the tops and it was just such a big deal getting this and seeing it in person. And then when I realized that it was gonna go sit in a bar, coolest thing ever, by the way, to see your own whiskey in a bar. Um and they were gonna just put those ugly little plastic mm-hmm. pour tops on it, and they were all different colors and red and blue and all. I'm like, okay, it's gonna be the thing. When this goes in somewhere, we're gonna give somebody a nice matching Sweet. copper pour top so that uh, it could match on behind the bar, and it just looks super nice. And so, if you see Drunken Bean, hopefully we can get a copper top there uh, behind the bar before you ask for it. You thought of everything. <laughs> We tried. It was really crazy. And there's obviously still much more to learn. Mm-hmm. We still got to do some little commercials for it with the slow pour and the perfect lighting. And there's all these ways that you're supposed to photograph whiskey that we're we're learning as mm-hmm. we go. I'm new to this, but it's been really fun. And just people drinking is all I could ask for. So, No doubt. Yeah. Well, we're going to have it on our show as well. Yeah. So... If you're watching this interview, make sure you watch our rating of Drunken Bean. Yes. Because that's going to be a hoot. And we've done coffee, too, so we can also do a rating of coffee because we've done a couple coffee things so far, too. We've rated coffee. That would be perfect. So he... I'm the savage when it comes to coffee. Yeah. He's obsessed. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. the problem... For some reason, we hang out far too often. So now (laughs) I'm starting to, like, get super intense into coffee and actually caring. Yeah. So... I didn't know how much I cared until we really started taste testing them all. And then I'm like, okay, wait a second. I have to figure this out. Mm -hmm. So like figuring out what my palate was and what I was looking for in a coffee, because there's people that like the light and thin and airy and fruity ones that are like watery color. And then there's people that like the dark chocolate, robust, um, robusta beans, all that. Mm -hmm. And we had been drinking espresso and, medium roast coffee and just kind of try to pull in some things that included a little bit of both like tanzanian pea berry does have some fruity um acidic things going on with it it's a bright bean Mm -hmm. and then we have some really dark chocolate cherry notes in there too so it's it's a medium roast but it gets really bold um and if you add more coffee to your scoop a little extra on the on the scoop there it gets darker and more full, more full-bodied, but it doesn't get sour. Okay. And that was like a huge thing that we were really This is like about. really intense. Did you even know that that existed? <laughs> like if you add too much, it gets sour? It could get like just like like burnt yeah. and sour and gross tasting, and it doesn't. I haven't experienced that, but I've experienced like the, the froth film mm-hmm. on top, 
Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Or yeah. is that something totally different if there's too much? I don't really know. I mean, there's a lot of there's a there's lot, a lot of things that go wrong, and depending but, on how you make it yeah. and what's brewing it and all that. But this doesn't. This doesn't go wrong. We'll try it for sure. Okay, so it's in tops. It's in tops. It's in tops. It's on Amazon. It's on HoiserCountry.com, where I do also have my CD available now. Um, we did make real physical copies of this thing, even though most people don't have a CD player in their car mm-hmm. anymore. But you can get it. I and was actually distraught <laughs> that they like removed them from vehicles. Yeah. I don't have one in my car. I'm like, I can't listen to my can't own listen to CD. stuff. Yeah. So like, Would you ever do a vinyl? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm hoping. Well, that let me know because I will buy one going. because that's all I listen to. So Very cool. Yeah. Very nice. I love vinyl, and I just collect them at this point because, awesome. I mean, that's something that our previous generation used to do is collect vinyls. Mm-hmm. I want to do it. Yeah. You're like 95. <laughs> <laughs> at heart. At heart. Correct. So are you already working on a new album, or are you just like, dude, don't even bring this up right now? Oh, no, we can definitely talk about it because we had over 200 songs to pick from. Okay, that's interesting. we had to choose. I pushed for 14, so it's kind of a longer record, actually. So there's 14 Um, on it? There's 14 songs on this, and we had over 200 songs written because I told you guys that we've been working on this for about four years. How do you you come up with 200 songs? Because they all sound different, right? They do. They all sound different. Because it's not like you're disturbed where everything sounds the same. I don't know. I think it was just that I never really thought I was going to get to like write songs and make music as a career. Right. And then when I met my manager and producer, he kind of was a little bit, a little bit done with it, like bring, producing new artists and stuff. And when he met me, we just kind of clicked. And he's like, if I'm going to do this one more time, I sure. think we're going to just let's do this for real. Like, we're really going to do it. So all time in in the world. Um, I don't think we either of us have slept in like five years. <laughs> but it just made this type of little magic that all of a sudden we were writing like crazy. And I think it was just my early on excitement that I was going to actually get to do this. Mm-hmm. And his like, okay, let's do one more time. And it just made this amazing duo. And we just have written, co-wrote all the songs on this album. Um, and some really good ones very early on that some of them we resurrected and brought back and fixed up to make the record. And some of them we just didn't have the time to do that, but have been like our first loves f- since the day we wrote them. So there's definitely a couple for album two that I know already have a spot. And we do enjoy writing very much because it's almost like therapy. Sure. Like once you get going with all this stuff, it's like tough to actually have time to sit back and write. So I know there's going to be plenty of new ones coming out. Um, but there's a few from that could have made this album that are going to either be on the vinyl or album number two. So I'm excited about it. Do you start writing first and then try to fit the music in after? Or do you do uh, at least one line of music first to get the song going? I can tell you that secret? every single song started a different way. Oh, okay. All of them. Like sometimes it'd be my co-writer would call me and be like, this word, I got. I have like this these couple words what can we do with it and i'd get in the studio and then we'd sit down and put the music to it or um my co-writer would send me like a guitar lick and i'd be like oh that's perfect i have this line that i thought of yesterday and that works perfect with that and then sometimes we'd have the actual idea for the story but we had no idea how we wanted to say it so it was like okay we know we want this heartbreak song about Mm. you know blah 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 but how's it gonna go and 
we just sit down and work it out. It's wild. I want to be a fly on the wall. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Like, that's fascinating because that's that's the art. Like, yeah. That's where the artist title comes from, in my opinion, because... Yeah. It surprises me, like, every time. I'm not going to lie. Like, we come up with them, like, oh, my God, it's pretty, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Like, the last song on the record, it's called Willin. Um, I did not see this song coming. Like, we did not try to sit down and write a song that day. I thought the record was done. We had all of our songs picked out. It was, like, going to be 13 songs. And we're sitting there having coffee one day. And we're just... Shock. Yeah, I yeah, know, right? Big shocker. We're sitting in the front room of the studio, and my manager picks up a guitar, and he just starts, like, plunking along, and it's in this weird tuning. It's not tuned like a regular guitar. It sounds, like, so crazy. But he just starts playing this weird little thing. I'm like, hey, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and so then I just start la la lying over it, and in about an hour, we'd come up with this song that was almost, I call it the little sister song to the title track which is Red Lights Turning Green. Because Red Lights Turning Green is all about moving forward, putting the hard stuff behind you, and just, like, going for it. Mm -hmm. And then Willin, the song that just kind of poured out in an hour, it was it was almost like you have to be willing to do that. True. Like, you are the only one that's going to make that decision happen for you. You can't put the pedal to the floor and go for it unless you decide, like, I can do this. Mm -hmm. So... And it just, it was the perfect way to close out the record because mm -hmm. it was kind of like, here's what you need to do now. Just know that you can do it. And it just made the whole thing come together. And so you never know when they're going to strike, but you just have to, that's one thing I've learned is not being too stubborn about it sure. because sometimes that's when the best songs come when you're not expecting them. Absolutely. So if someone was to type in Claudia Heuser on Spotify, mm -hmm. and they're scrolling through your list of songs. What is one song that you would su suggest that they listen to first to kind of get to know what oh this whole album is about? Oh, my God. Don't do this Sorry. to me. Well, I, I don't know if it was, like, Wicked, because that's kind of what you released early. You know, you guys, that's so hard. <laughs> I love <laughs> all these songs. start from the top and go down. I love all these songs so much. Um, I'm happy that all of them made the album. To tell you the truth about Wicked, I thought that was going to be a much deeper cut. Like, mm -hmm. I thought people would have to really get into my music before they accepted Wicked because it's different. It's not like your typical modern country song, and it's not your typical classic country song. It's, That's why I think I liked it, though, is because it was so different. Yeah, and it's it's a heartbreak song, and it's a little bit slower, and I just thought it was going to be a deeper cut, and then that's the one that everybody's been reacting to. So I would tell you to go listen to Wicked with go. that being said. That would be that would be really cool. And then let me know what you think about it. How can people let you know? Where are you on social media? And all I know we kind of talked about it already, but just mm -hmm. so we Instagram can is huge. Claudia Heuser. Always look for the blue check mark because I don't say that because it's cool that I have a blue check mark because it is. <laughs> but it is Can't cool. believe that happened. <laughs> and we have all these impersonator accounts. Seriously, like, already? You could look me up and then there's a million of me and then you just get frustrated because you can't find the real ones. So always look for the blue check on Instagram and Facebook. And if anybody asks you for money, it's not me asking you for money. My record's done. I don't need anything to finish it. These hackers are like so good at pretending to be me. Um, and they just like will be like, thank you so much for being a follower. And I'd really appreciate it if you could help donate five bucks to my next record. And people are so giving and caring and awesome yeah. that they do it. And so I just have to warn everybody, look for the blue check mark and don't send any money. 
but you can go to hoisercountry.com and get the coffee and the album and find out more about the whiskey. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Do you have a list of the liquor stores that you're in on your I website? I do. Okay, I cool. do. Updated it today, nice. which is just so cool to see it growing. That's awesome. And we're very, very proud and excited to be here at Addie's because this is one place people kept asking me about, like, are you going to be at Addie's? And I'm like, oh, yes, we are. Well, they're the number one liquor store in Western New York. There they just, we go. Uh, gotten named that. So congrats to them. Uh, anything else that you want to add? I just want to say I hope everybody will check out either the coffee, the coffee whiskey, which is called Hoiser Country Drunken Bean, or my new album, Red Lights Turning Green, on Spotify. Go find me on social media or even do it old school. Call into your local radio station and tell me you want to hear some Claudio Hoiser. That would really help me out. Cool. Well, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. It was awesome hearing all of this, and you're just so busy. So thanks for making time for us. Appreciate it. Mike, Derek, thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks. Cheers. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.